Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, a real play Call of Cthulhu campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Brian Johnson as Sam Brewster. That's right. I'm the Brewsterist. And Matt Zelish as Daniel Williams. I'm a little more Brewsterist than she is. So uh, we thank you for listening to uh, part two of our podcast here. Uh, this is the Lovecraft Tapes, and we are playing a scenario called Lights, Camera, Chaos. And now, a word from our sponsor. Now comes a revolutionary new expandable garden hose that's so resilient and convenient, you'll pick up a hatchet and chop up your chill... Er... Chop up your old garden hose in sheer delight. Constructed of a patent-pending space-age polymer that is definitely not harvested from a gigantic tentacle that wriggled through an accidentally open portal like a rupture in reality, our new cathos extends into those hard-to-reach places where you never even imagined in your wildest nightmares a normal garden hose could go. But it will go. Oh yes, you can't stop it. You feel it writhing inside, seeking, searching. In fact, you may love Cathos so much, you'll never want to part with it. You'll become one with Cathos. Cathos will guide you now. Cathos waters your soul. Cathos can answer all your questions. Cathos is the solution to all your problems. Buy Cathos. Brought to you by Herbert West Labs Incorporated. If it's not West, it's not the best. And so far there hasn't been a whole lot of chaos. Um, who can fill us in uh, what's happened last week? I know Matt sure can. Matt it is. So the uh, the investigators of the agency of HIA, investigative agency and karate studio, got a letter from... Uh, our boss's old friend saying that he was uh, working up on a movie and some strange things were happening and uh, he wanted us to come up and check it out. So we uh, rolled on up to the uh, the film set. We spent a day up there walking around. Uh, Dan hit out as an extra temporarily to try and you know, squeeze some information out of the, uh, the actors and uh, the other two people over there. Uh, kind of walked around, talked with security directors, everyone else, and uh, we haven't really discovered a whole lot other than most people on the set are assholes. I'd say that's pretty accurate. That's yeah. very accurate. <laughs> so uh, th this is taking place in uh, 1951, uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, the investigators are actually in uh, a film site uh, just outside of Yorba Linda, California. They are... Uh, investigating some disappearances on both the film site, which seem to make sense and are maybe explainable, maybe not, and some maybe more unexplainable, or at least you guys don't know a lot about it, uh, disappearances in nearby Yorba Linda. And uh, so after a full day of getting to know the film set, uh, the investigators are now planning to visit Yorba Linda the next day, but uh, after uh, a night at the film site of sleep, uh, Sam and Chuck are have awakened to find Daniel missing. Uh, he has not slept in his bunk. Oh boy! All right. Well, let's go look for him. I'll head down where they were having the fire. I'll go talk to Will. So Chuck uh, quickly gets dressed and and uh, exits the uh, uh, the barracks while uh, Sam takes her sweet time. The first thing he notices, uh, Chuck, that Chuck notices in the uh, glimmering dawn is a familiar shape passed out with his hand outstretched towards the barrack door, flat on his face in the ground, snoring loudly. Jesus. What a freaking idiot. Can I fire him yet? That's the movie star that I know and love. <laughs> I go up to him and, and see if there's any way I can wake him up. So Sam, uh, yeah, you got you guys each take a shoulder, and uh, he groggily comes to. Mommy. <laughs> I'm not your mommy. 
<laughs> what did you do last night? You never came to bed. I was, I was, firstly, you don't have to yell. I'm right next to you. Secondly, I... <laughs> and then immediately turn to the side and projectile vomit. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. <laughs> we weren't sure. And then he proceeds to pass out again. Oh, my God. I don't know what we can do, boss. Let him sleep it off, I think. He deserves it. Be honest with he you. He doesn't deserve it. He shouldn't be drunk in the first place. He has well, a job agree. to do. Let's go find Bill. Uh, you easily find Bill. He's just coming out. He's actually heading towards the mess hall, and he kind of waves towards you uh, as you uh, come back out of the barracks. Bill, I think uh, Dan here needs a nice, uh, long, hard day of labor. Oh, he, he does not look good. Uh, maybe let him sleep it off for a bit? Nope, nope. Little work will do him some good. All right. Follow me. And he uh, leads you guys towards the mess hall uh, and uh, pokes his head in, uh, motions to a guy uh, who comes scampering out. And he says, uh, this guy needs a job. Put him to work at the gopher station. You heard the man. Who turned the sun up so bright? (laughs) And this this old wizened guy comes up next to you, Daniel. He's like, follow me, punk. And he wanders away towards uh, one of the uh, outer buildings. Anyone else see a dwarf walk through here recently? (laughs) Jimmy Durante, I think. And you have my axe. (laughs) Dangerous over short distances. All right, Bill says, uh, that's taken care of. Uh, you guys want to get some grub before you take off for Yorba? Yeah. All yeah, right, let's, come on let's in. Let's make a quick... They make some mean flapjacks. I prefer pancakes. <laughs> They're downright evil. That's our next campaign is evil pancakes. There's something suspicious about them, their pancakes. The pancakes are people! <laughs> uh, but uh, sure enough, the flapjacks are out of this fucking world. And so what William says, uh, did you guys get a good night's sleep? I slept well, thank you for asking, sir. He kind of raises his eyebrow at uh, Sam, and he's like, well, to be young again. Whew. Right. And right at that moment, Stephen Gooling comes in. Well, hello, Sam. How, how, how'd you sleep last night? I slept very well, thank you for asking. You know, I've been thinking quite a lot about this lately, and uh, have you ever done any camera work? Uh, what does that mean? I'm not sure what camera work means. It means porn. Like, like a cameraman? Have, have you acted formally on stage? Or oh, maybe, no, 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 no. Uh, maybe maybe have done some Crest commercials? No, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not an actor. You'd be an actress, you idiot. I don't know, but you have a certain natural beauty to you. I'm very flattered, but I, I'm, I'm working right now. This, I, this, this is my boss. I, I understand. Well, nice to meet you. Uh, and you're, you're Chuck, right? This is Chuck, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Williams uh, mentioned you a couple times. Yeah. It's very nice to meet you. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, I, I guess I should take care of some things. Uh, I'll see you around, William. Yeah, all right. So uh, you guys finish up your breakfast, and uh, William uh, toddles off to take care of some business. Well, Chuck, should we try to get into town? What What's the plan? Yeah, let's get going. Are we going to hoof it, or should we see if we can get someone to give us a ride, or maybe call a taxi out here? Yeah, let's get a cab and... Head on okay. over. So uh, you go to uh, use the uh, the single telephone that is there. The uh, gentleman, uh, Anthony Valentine, operations manager, is like, uh, oh, oh, you guys, uh, why don't you just take my car? That All would right. be fantastic. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's fine. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, so he, he tosses you the keys. He's just like, uh, yeah, just bring, bring back before dark. Uh, I, shit, I ain't going nowhere. So. Well, of course not. We have your car. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're on our way. You guys, uh, you guys zoom into town. Uh, all right, so Dan, you are essentially kept running back and forth. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and and yeah, you're not feeling super super great. Uh, so let, let's say uh, let's say you're basically tied up until noon uh, lunch when you're you're starting to feel a little bit better. And so we're going to delay any actions from you, other than actually hoofing it after. Uh, after the uh, uh, Richard Johnson, who is the um, the main guy, he's like he's basically the. His name's Dick Johnson. Is what you're telling. Dick me. Johnson here. Yeah, follow me, punk. 
and uh, and so he'll, he's going to keep you hopping pretty busy. You're you're essentially uh, shuttling props to and fro, getting wardrobe or moving some camera equipment when the, the director or the assistant director needs help or the cameraman needs help. So uh, you're, you're tied up, and we'll take we'll take care of uh, Sam and uh, Chuck at least for the morning. So uh, you guys uh, have no problems getting back into Yorba Linda uh, because it is early in the morning. You arrive at about 10 a.m. And uh, so you got a couple hours to do what you like uh, before lunch. Let's head to the sheriff police. Sheriff secret police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, the the police station is a, a pretty uh, small affair. Uh, very very simple brick building with a couple desks um, at the front end and about three or four cells. Uh, so you know, keep in mind this is 1951, yep. and it's it's a it's relatively small town uh, that is growing, uh, and you can tell there's there's a couple folks already in the cell as you walk in. Uh, Sergeant Rob Harper is manning the front desk. Excuse me, sir. Yes, sir. We have uh, we are uh, we're with security with the film shooting just outside of town. Oh um, yes, I, I heard about that. I could ask you mm-hmm. a couple questions about uh, the incidents that's going on here i know it's a police investigation but oh yeah if course, you can tell us course. anything about that because we're just trying to look out for the well-being of our people well i well, i appreciate that and, and trust me uh, the way that the city's growing right now we can use all the help we can get uh, uh there's not much we can tell you um you know as all the papers reported uh, uh we've had basically one person missing a night uh for the last couple weeks uh, we're, we're really stretched thin, uh, no, no pun intended. And it's, it's, it, I, I don't understand it. What about the, uh, the, the gentleman who was, who saw the, the supposed figure? Oh, uh, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Is that Joe Miller? Yeah. 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 He, he was the, uh, uh, security guard down at the, uh, museum. And, uh, what happened to him? In the time since. Well, he's he's in the hospital. Uh, they're trying the best they can with him, but he's pretty far gone. And the, no other witnesses or anything? Uh, no, no, not that, not that we've seen. I mean, we have we basically have no leads. I don't I don't mind telling you that right now because we we're looking for any information and uh, anything you guys can do to uh, help out. You know, uh, lawfully stay within the law, and uh, we'd really we really appreciate it. But. Uh, other than that, that's about all I can tell you. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And uh, good luck. Uh, let us know if you find anything. All right. Let's head to the hospital, Sam. Uh, you you head to the hospital, and there is a, uh, a doctor. What? At the hospital? No. No, I was completely wrong. Sorry. I meant a mechanic. <laughs> this is our next <laughs> mystery. Why is there a doctor at the hospital? So, so you walk into the hospital. Um, it's actually very modern uh, for the time. Uh, you're kind of surprised, very nice and inviting and sterile white. And there's a nurse at the front. Uh, you explain what you're there to uh, do. And she's like, uh, oh, one moment, uh, I'll, I'll call Dr. Roberts. You, you hear over the paging system, Dr. Roberts, Dr. Roberts, you have visitors? You have a seat. Um, you, it, it seems very peaceful in here. Uh, there's not a lot of people coming in and for emergencies or anything like that. There is uh, an, an old man sort of sitting in one quarter, uh, fiddling with uh, a newspaper um, and sort of biting his thumbnail. And there is a, uh, a woman with a child who looks to have a cast on uh, his leg. Can we, uh, can we examine for anything hidden or unusual? Go for it. And unfortunately, you just missed your roll. 45, you rolled a 47. Uh, Sam, did you want to try anything? Yeah, I'd like to just examine the the room and see if there's anything out of place. It seems very relaxing, a little too relaxing. For a hospital, I'm not usually comfortable in hospitals. so That would still be a spot hidden? Okay. Might help that they have some softly playing Perry Manilow in the background. No, it's Girl from Ipanema. Oh, okay. And uh, you needed a 70, you rolled a 39, so you easily uh, do it. You don't notice really anything unusual about the waiting room it's just very nice it's very modern very clean um you do notice two things the headline on the newspaper that the old man is reading says thin man you do notice that cast on the little boy's leg uh has been uh look it looks sort of dry 
uh, and there it's written all over with uh, with uh, black marker. So you, you assume that he's here to get it taken off. Um, I like to ask the uh, gentleman reading the papers. Do you mind if I if I read that when you're done? Oh yeah, I'm done with it. No, you can you can have it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm just here for my wife. She she's in for a procedure. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Me me too. W- what is she in for, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, well, ma'am, I I do I do mind you asking. I apologize. I didn't mean uh, to press. It's, it's all right. It's quite all right. Here's here's the paper. Thank you very much. I'd like to read the article on Thin Man. Oh, it says Thin Mints. It's the uh. new flavor from <laughs> Girl Scouts. Damn it! Damn it. it! The Girl Scout cookies are possessing people. Uh, the the article uh, is essentially uh, discussing the recent appearances and how the police have no leads and they're completely inept. Uh, they have no idea where this is going, but the reporter knows that there is some psycho on the loose. Uh, named the Thin Man because that's what eyewitnesses have seen as a very thin man going around town snatching people out of thin air during the night for every night for the past couple of weeks. And why isn't the police doing anything about it? And is this really the same thing that happened with the mystery of Green Grove long time ago? Ooh, Green Grove what? long time ago. What a twist. Boss. You need to read this, especially the last line. I don't care about Thin Mints. But they care about you. We need to get them. They only come out once a year. I need at least six boxes. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because What do you think of this? If I remember correctly, Williams... What do you think of this? <laughs> Williams' script is called The Mystery of Green Grove. Quite right. a coincidence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think we should uh, ring up Mr. William on the only phone that they have at the set. Just at that moment, before, uh, be, uh, just after Chuck uh, reads the uh, article, a doctor approaches the front desk, uh, talks quickly with the nurse, and then looks in your direction and walks up and says, may I help you? Uh, we want to uh, know the status of one of your patients. We're here on behalf of the police. May I see some credentials? Uh, we're here on behalf of the police. We're not with the police. And you are... We're security worth the movie theater, or the movie set just outside of town. I'm sorry. I'm not going to allow just anybody in here. You're going to have to do a little bit better than that, young man. We don't need to get in. We just have a couple questions. We don't even need personal information. We don't need a name I or anything. I see. Well, I'm very busy. Please uh, state your questions. We just want the mental state of the security guard from the museum. Oh. Is he, or, I guess his, his state, is he stable? Is he... Uh, Joe Miller? Uh, well, uh, we can't discuss that here. Please come back with me. Okay. And he leads you back towards his office. Nice. Please, have a seat. <clears throat> I can have this seat? <laughs> Picks it up and runs out with it. Free chair! <laughs> the first one's free. And he's never seen again. I'd like to try to, to sweet talk him a bit. All right. Well, I believe that would be a roll, wouldn't it? No, I don't need to roll around. I'm not dancing for this dude. I'd like to charm his pants. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I believe... Is charm uh, a roll, sir? Uh, and or madam? It is. Yeah, it is. I am an Andor madam. Roll away. All right, you, need, you needed a 60 or below, and you got a 45, so that is a success. So go ahead and charm away. So what can you tell us about Joe? Is everything okay with him? Oh, our... Uh... How do you know Joe? We're helping on the movie set, and and we just oh, we're trying to yeah we're trying we to spoke with figure the out what's going on. Yes, yes. Well, Joe Joe is. I'll be frank with you, mm-hmm. even though my name is Robert. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you, Frank. <laughs> but I'll be frank this time, just this one time. Robert. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Uh, Joe is not well. He uh, I don't know. There's something within his mind that just broke. Is he coherent? I am not a psychoanalyst, so I I just I I'm having a hard time. He is actually going to be transferred uh, in a in a couple days. Okay. To the uh, mental institution. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, if you don't mind, I I'm a doctor with a uh, specialty in psychoanalysis. Is there any way I could speak to him? Well, anything you could do for him would be deeply appreciated. I've tried everything. I've tried drugs. So have I. <laughs> the, the the staff or the capabilities here to help someone uh, in his state. We'd love to help if we could. I have a quite a bit of experience with psychoanalysis. Okay. Well, I, I think it would be best if you saw him alone. He seems to be very skittish. I'll have uh, an intern take you back. 
Uh, in the meantime, I'd be happy to speak with you more, young lady. Oh, that would be fantastic. Wow, I appreciate that. Do you have a couch of any kind that I could lay on? <laughs> yes, I do. Is it that? Uh, so, so he, he he depresses a buzzer and says, uh, uh, "Could you could you please send in Paul and uh, this uh, gigantic black gentleman appears moments later. He's like, "Yeah, boss. Well, would you show this uh, gentleman back to Joe Miller? Yes, boss." And leads Chuck away down the hall. So, uh, so Chuck uh, proceeds down the hallway. Um, is there anything else you'd like to ask uh, the the doctor? So, have you noticed anything strange besides Joe that's been happening in the town? I've heard that people have gone missing. I'm just, I'm a little concerned. If there's anything we can do to help, I'd love to 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 be here. Well, it has been very strange. I've I've actually been very proactive in trying to. Keep an eye on anybody who might have come in that matches the description of the people who have disappeared, and so far nothing. So there's been no trace. Um, Joe Miller is really the only lead, um, although the, the papers did mention something about a wino. Yeah, a wino. Yeah. You, you do you know that who too. that? Yeah, I did. I, I yeah. read that in the paper. Do you, do you know who the wino is? Do you have a name by chance? Because if he if he's suffering as well, we. He wouldn't be able to get the help. I'd love to be able to assist if we can find him. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? It's I know that his name is Bill, and okay. he's a, he's an old Korean veteran. And mm. uh, after the war, he started drinking heavily. He he's been in detox a couple times over the last couple of years, um, but I'm not real sure where he might be holed up right now. Um, you might want to. Uh, talk to someone down at the newspaper office they 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 mentioned him in the article so they must know Mm -hmm. where he is right okay that's that's very helpful i really appreciate it yeah that's no problem how long have you been a doctor well i've been i've been a doctor for many many years um Mm. i'm actually six years old you're six years old 60 (laughs) but you know back in the 50s you know having a younger wife was not really an issue so that's true. That's Are true. you picking I've, up when I'm laying down? I've Zip. heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> so uh, how, uh, how, how uh, long are you in town for? Uh, only two days, unfortunately. Then I have to I have to get back into the city. Well, there is a really nice Italian restaurant here in town. In Yorba Linda, there's a nice Italian restaurant? <laughs> there, there is. Oh, you sure it's not an Italian restaurant? <laughs> this, is a, this is a nice, this is, a, you know, America's built on immigrants. It's built on them? <laughs> when they filmed the Spaghetti Westerns, they just left the spaghetti there. They didn't take it. Well, at this time, I, I would love to. Let me let me speak with my boss when he's done interviewing Joe. No problem. Uh, l- l- let me give you my card. Oh, that would be fantastic. Zip. Oh. Let's shift over to Chuck. Chuck, uh, Paul takes you down down the hallway. You, you, you basically pass a bunch of doors uh, that uh, you hear some moaning from one and maybe a little mm. bit of a... Uh, a, a short scream from another, and uh, he delivers you uh, to one particular door that appears to be more sturdy in construction. And he's like, "Are you packing?" No. A lunch? Do you have your own lunch? And he's like, he gives a quick nod and and reaches into his pocket and pulls out a, a steel baton, hands it to you. Take this, just in case. Oh, well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have lied, but okay. You should be okay, but he can be a little unpredictable. Thank you. I'll wait outside. Let's give it a shot. He opens up the door for you, and uh, inside is a very dimly lit padded cell, and you see a figure sitting on the edge of the bed, rocking back and forth, and he's sort of muttering to himself. Hey, Joe. He kind of looks up at you real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? Joe. Joe, 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 that's my name, Joe. How you doing, bud? Joe, Joe, at this stage, I'm going to need you to make a psychoanalysis roll. All right, boys, I put my highest thing in this, if it fails me now. Feet don't fail me now. Damn it. You needed a 60, and you rolled a 66. <sighs> that's a rough one. Try it again. <laughs> so, so he's whispering under his breath, and you can barely hear him say, horrible. Horrible thin, horrible thin, horrible thin, horrible thin, horrible thin, 
horrible thing. And then he stares straight up at the ceiling and starts drooling. Oh, boy. He is essentially catatonic. Well, that went poorly. That did roll poorly. I mean, went poorly. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way the crazy cookie crumbles. So Paul opens up the door and said, didn't go well, huh? Not incredibly. Yep, he's been doing that right along. They'll help him up the state. Well, all right. Thanks anyway. All right, so Chuck meets up with uh, Sam just as she comes out the door, and they give a knowing glance, and you can see the disappointment on Chuck's face. Stupid roller. He's the shittiest dice ever. (laughs) And uh, you depart the hospital. It's time for lunch. Mm. I hear there's a great Italian place in town. There's a bunch of leftover spaghetti from those westerns. Daniel, you're finally feeling better. And as a matter of fact, you're, you're actually pretty hungry. And wouldn't you know it, it's spaghetti on the menu. Italian! <laughs> Yay! All of the extras come in. They all know you now. And you know them pretty much by name because you've been gophering all morning long. Kept popping, hopping. The smell of spaghetti just picks your spirits up. It smells amazing. Homemade meatballs, too, by the way. Might be a little bit of rabbit sausage in there. You're not quite yeah. sure. I'm not picky. So what would you like to do during lunch or after? I guess the only thing really to do during lunch would be to, uh, once again, put my ears to the ground and see if I can catch anything kind of floating through the background there, see if anyone's uh, talking about the Thin Man. It's going to be hard to listen to conversation with your ear on the ground. Uh, well, okay, so why don't you go ahead and give me a... Do you have a listen roll? I is do. That a, is that a listen skill? is a skill. 60, and you roll to 50. Finally! So uh, you, you basically uh, hear that a lot of folks are not feeling so great after last night's festivities. They kind of blame the uh, moonshine. Uh, but you also to pick up one little bit of information that... Someone else disappeared last night in Yorba Linda. Interesting. Yes, and that's pretty much all that you hear about. Do I have enough time after lunch to maybe do like a quick walk at like the perimeter of the set? Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? 45, and you rolled a 23, so that is actually a success. So let me see if I can give you any more information. That's what we want. You don't notice Uh, anything. How's that? (gasps) Oh. Bullshit. Uh, so, so yeah, you, you walk the perimeter. Everything seems to be completely normal. Too normal? Basically, you leave lunch a little bit early because you know damn well that uh, Dick Johnson is going to put you back to work as soon as you're out of the mess hall. So you sort of sneak out a little bit early. Uh, you get a little bit of spaghetti hanging out of your mouth. I'm saving that for later. And maybe maybe you don't do as thorough a job as you, you know, maybe ordinarily could have. Uh, to investigate because you're supposed to be on the payroll now, unfortunately. And uh, but you 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 walk the perimeter, kind of looking. The trailers all look normal. Um, you see some vehicles that you know obviously belong to the cast and crew. And you you know you see dirt roads basically, and and in the, in the distance. And actually, I, I can show you. So I, I outlined on the map for you here uh, the dirt road that leads to the movie set. And in the distance, you see, basically, you're, I, I mentioned before, you're at foothills, right? So you're at sort of the base of foothills or mountains or whatever. And, and that's pretty much it. Okay, that'll take you. And then, of course, Dick Johnson sees you uh, coming away from around the corner. He's like, follow me, boy. And he puts you back to work. Uh, so we're back to, uh, to uh, Sam and Chuck. Uh, you guys... Uh, had grabbed a quick meal in town, I assume, and uh, you did find a nice Italian restaurant. Some of the best eggplant risotto that you've ever had in your life. Mm. Eggplant? Even rivaling eh? Eggplant. Eh? 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 <laughs> your great, 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 great grandmother. Mom's spaghetti. Exactly. But it was it was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. You find a little trattoria. And, and Sam, you're you're actually so impressed that uh, you're you're seriously considering. Mm. The doctor's invitation. You have his card. Doctor, <laughs> he's a doctor of love. Uh, boss, I might be staying in the hotel tonight. Oh my God, you're such a whore. I'd like to. I'd like to get some more information about this town. Oh, I sure you'd like to get some information. So how are you going to go about that, Sam? Can we find the newspaper relatively easily? Yes, you you very easily find the newspaper. It's just not too far away from the police uh, police station. So in a town this size, I'm going to assume there's not a huge reporting staff. 
Not, not really. No. As a matter of fact, it's pretty clear from the uh, the tone of the article, who was, was very inflammatory. the The byline on the newspaper article that uh, Sam read was Paul Healy, and lo and behold, he's the guy manning the uh, the main editorial desk. All right, Mr. Healy, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah, no problem. What's up? What do you got for me? I want to know uh, what you know about Bill, who saw the snatching ups. What do you know about him? Hey, he's a he's an old guy. Uh, came into town a few years back. Uh, you know, obviously he's a little bit messed up from the war. He uh, took to the drink, of course. I think he picked it up over there. He hangs out down by the river. After everything that's happened, you think he's still down? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be I'd be willing to bet because uh, down by the river there's about three taverns. He's gonna be in one of those. All right, thank you. Let's head that way. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, no problem. Good luck to you. So you head down to the river and. Uh, you do indeed see three different taverns within shouting distance of uh, the riverbank. Rock, paper, scissors, the who goes to the middle one? <laughs> Let's just poke our head in each of them. I feel like in rural California, there's not going to be too many alcoholic Korean war veterans. So uh, you, you poke your head in the first one, and there is a disheveled-looking man uh, basically nursing a tall beer and a shot. He doesn't even look up when you open the door. Are you Bill? Who's asking? I want to know about the tall, thin guy. Ah, uh, yeah. He takes the shot real quick. How about you do? They all do. Who's they all do? Ah, uh, look at that. The shot glass is empty. I'll buy you another shot if you tell me who's they all. Hmm. I, I seem to be a little dry. Gross. Well, let's get him a shot, Sam. You motion towards the bartender. The bartender kind of rolls his eyes and brings over the bottle, pours a shot, and then the uh, and Bill grabs the guy's arm and grabs the bottle out of his arm. The bartender looks towards you. All right. Send him the dollar. He releases the bottle, and, and Bill puts it down next to him, does the shot, and then fills the glass himself. Bill, you got to tell us something about this, uh, about the tall, thin man. Ha! <laughs> Thin man, that's, that's a bunch of sh- yeah, that's what they call him in the papers. What do you call him? Thin man. Oh, it was real thin, all right. And smelled like a dead body. Like, like, like the ones in the war. What do you look like? Here, take a shot. Have a, what, oh, what does thanks, his face look thanks like? lady. Oh, I never... I never saw his face. Just it was there. It it grabbed up old Will, and it, and his screaming woke me up. Haven't heard screams like that since the war. Did he say anything? <laughs> Here, have another shot. Oh, thanks, young lady. <laughs> oh, I, I it ran off with Will. I I I think it was gonna eat him. Wow. And then he passes out. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, what do we do now, Sam? Well, one of two things. We can hang out until he sobers up, which could be three to four years. <laughs> or we can ask around and see if anybody knows Will and where he was last yeah. seen. All right, let's ask the bartender to see if he knows Will. I'm sure if they were buddies, they came to the bar a lot before this happened. Yes, I, I knew Will. It was a fucking wino. Merry Christmas, movie house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, these these two jackasses came in here all the time trading war stories. Have you heard anything about this slim man or thin man or whatever yeah, they're calling it? Yeah, thin him? man. That's what uh, fucking Healy calls it. So did you just know them as Bill and Will? Did they have a last name? they have any family? Nah, I don't know. They, they came into town a few years back, and as long as they found coin to pay for drink, yeah. I was going to serve them. Michigan 10-cent bottle return, baby. That's right, baby. You know it, baby. So did they have any other friends or family around here? Any other winos? God, no. I mean, there's a bunch of drunks that always hang around, but uh, these guys were all my customers, so I guess I lost half of nothing, right? Where do the other drunks hang out, do you know? Down by the river. In a van? No, the river is the name of the bar next door. (laughs) They're usually within pissing distance of any of these bars. It's a weird unit of measurement. Excuse me, sir, you must be one pissing distance from the curb. <laughs> <laughs> to ride this ride. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world to test. Now, you guys want a drink or what? 
You smell like spaghetti. No, <laughs> no we don't. He does. <laughs> Italian. You smell like eggplant risotto. Same fucking thing. <laughs> no, we're good. Thank uh, you very much. We appreciate yeah. the information. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Well, we got two more bars, shall we? We're right here. Don't get drunk without me. Let's get shit-faced. <laughs> you, you quickly check out the other two bars, and uh, they're, they're pretty much empty. No no leads. They're empty. We're going to rob the till. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's uh, mosey on down to the river and see what we see. You want to mosey to within one pissing distance of the river. <laughs> no, I think we should widen our search to two. Two pissing distances. So, uh, okay, so uh, you guys head down to the riverbank. There doesn't appear to be anybody moving around. It's probably around 3, 4 o'clock at this point. Uh, but why don't you give me a spot hidden? Both? Each of yes. Uh, George failed with a 45 or 88. I need 45. And, oh, Sam also failed. Needed a 70. He rolled an 84. Failure is the same in any language. That's true. True. Uh, so you don't notice anything. Uh, I mean, you see some scuffle marks around. You see some detritus and trash, empty bottles, empty wine bottles, that sort of thing. So it does appear that it's some place that uh, winos hang out, uh, but uh, there's nobody there now, and there's no indication of where they might be. So there's no like uh, dwelling that uh, no shacks. Of them kind of been you, you, do, you do see some uh, uh, sort of uh, branches that may. Uh, afford some shelter during inclement weather, but uh, there's nobody in them. And there's no possessions. There's no possessions or anything. Let me, uh, let's go find a phone and let's call Bill up and see if he's got any anything new or exciting or interesting. Okay, uh, so I believe at this point uh, we want to go back to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, it's about uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. You're getting a little bit of a break. You, you're giving a 15-minute break uh, from Dick Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you want to do during this time frame before Can dinner? I go find the director? Or not the director. Um, bleh, 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 bleh. Can I go find uh, Bill? I know he wanted to... He mentioned that he wanted to talk about my time in the war. William, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you, you flag him down, uh, uh, basically during the break, and he, he motions towards you, uh, to come into his trailer. And, uh, he's like, yes, Daniel. Yeah, I, I remembered when we first met, you said you, uh, you wanted to, uh, talk about my time in the war. Sure, sure. I mean, do you have time now? Uh, I know we've been uh, keeping we've got a short busy. break. Why don't we, uh, do a little, uh, 20 questions here. You ask me something. I'd I'd love to get to know a little more about your your movie and the book that you uh, you wrote for this movie. Yeah, well, tell tell me about your experience in, in the war. I, I'm really interested in that. You know, uh, I I am a writer. I, I I will say that anything you tell me uh, will be kept confidential. But I may use it to fictionalize a story later down the road. But I won't use it verbatim, and I won't mention you if you don't want that. Okay. Um, well, I was uh, drafted drafted early when I hit 18. Hmm. Uh, put right into right into boot camp i uh got through that Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't too difficult i mean being the kid i was it was a bit of a shock going from you know normal life to to military life but i like to i like to think that i did uh pretty well finished boot camp got put into a unit and sent right out to the front lines and you said you you saw something yeah uh you know i i served for a while uh got Put a, you know, I climbed the ranks a bit, ended up on a, uh, a special forces squad, actually, and we were mm-hmm. um, designated to uh, take out Hitler's uh, spooks, is what we called them, his guys that he had uh, set up to research into this mystical occult stuff that you know, none of us really believed anything mm-hmm. about, and uh, we tracked uh, one of one of the, the the heads of that department, his. Uh, God, what was his name? Oh, uh, Hans von Reichert was the head of his uh, occult research. We found him holed up in a uh, an old castle out in the Alps, and uh, we got the orders to go in and, and take him down. Uh, we entered with uh, my squad, a couple of other infantry footmen for support, and things went sideways. 
I mean, we knew that there would be some sort of, of resistance, some sort of something there, but the things that he he could do, the things that that he threw at us, I mean, to this day, I, I still don't know just what happened. I mean, I was I was lucky enough to be the only one to, to really make it out of there alive, and I'm just not quite sure what he was really up to up there. I mean, I, I close my eyes at night, and I see those things coming at me, and... All right, Daniel, I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. Oh, shit. Oh. All right, no problem. You can tell him as much or as little as you like, and basically he puts the question to you, what did you see? I honestly am not sure. It was big. It moved like like nothing I had ever seen before. And I'd, I'd traveled a lot in the army. I had seen, you know, the wilds of Africa. I've seen big animals, but nothing like that. It, it wasn't... I'm, I'm not even sure it was there. It was almost like like this floating shadow thing. And all I would know is it would show up, uh, jump at someone, they would scream, and that was that was all that I ever saw. They never showed up again. They never reappeared after. They were just gone into this shadow monster thing. And the noise that it made was this un unearthly screech howl I don't know what but I think that paralyzed all of us we were making we were making headway and then that thing showed up and we all just stopped at that stage William puts his hand on your shoulder and says that's enough that's enough well you've certainly been through a lot young man I know we all have our own demons and you've got to deal with yours the same way we all have to deal with ours. Would you like I, a drink? I could definitely use something to drink right now, if you don't mind. He pours a short pour of some very good scotch and hands it to you with a little hesitation and says, not like last night, okay? I think I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> he clinks your glass and, uh, and drinks it down. Well, uh, you should probably head back to the set. Um, was did you have a question for me? Uh, maybe if we can catch up around dinner, I'd uh, love to uh, learn a little bit more about your the book you wrote in this this here movie. Sure, sure. Um, well, actually, there is a copy of it in the barracks if you want to check it out. I might do that tonight. Thank you. Yeah, feel free. Uh, and if you have any questions, I'll be around dinner. Okay. I guess I'll see you around, Bill. Thanks for the talk, Sam and Chuck. It's uh, getting a little late, uh, getting towards uh, dusk. Mm-hmm. So I want to call over to the set. All right, you call over to the set. Anthony Valentine uh, answers the phone. Yeah. Hey, uh, put Bill on. All right, hang on. He calls out. A couple minutes go by. Now, now he's tied up. Tell him it's uh, Chuck, and it's important. Now they're they're shooting right now. When when are you guys coming back? Probably not today. I'm just staying at the Tumbleweed Motel. Tell him to call me there as soon as he can. All right, I'll pass along. Uh, but uh, get get my car back by uh, after lunch tomorrow. Okay, oh. I got to run into town. All right. Forgot we had his car. <laughs> <laughs> we're never we're never coming back. <laughs> we had to sell the car for gas money. <laughs> so uh, so basically, we have uh, Daniel going back to work until dinner time. Uh, we've got uh, Chuck playing to stay the night at the Tumbleweed Motel. And uh, what is uh, Sam intending to do with her doctor friend? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to dinner tonight with the doctor. I hear there's this great Italian place in town. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, I assume uh, Sam is uh, going to get her own room at the Tumbleweed, or is she going to go classier? There is other hotels in the town. And the tumbleweed is fine. I slept on a set the night before. <laughs> cool. Well, that's just it's basically twenty bucks a night. Um, it's actually pretty decent for a motel. Yeah, for twenty bucks in the fifties is really decent. Yeah, v- very classic, mm-hmm. very classic motel, fifties uh, motel. It has a bed. Um, it does have a very nice lounge and bar, 
And so Sam calls up the doctor, and uh, he says he'll pick you up at 7. Sounds good. And meantime, Chuck, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm just going to call it a night, I think. Not much else I can do there. You, you can. Uh, they, they will do um, a sandwich service if you want for dinner. Uh, and if you want to have a drink, uh, obviously the, uh, the bar is open. The All fluffed right. ham is beautiful. Oh, you would know about <laughs> fluffing ham, wouldn't you? <laughs> Basically, we have Daniel uh, uh, meets William after the day uh, in the mess hall. Tonight, it's fried chicken. You're not sure exactly where they got it, but it is extremely good. It's very nice. And everybody seems to be very subdued after last night. Um, they're, they're not quite in the party mood anymore. And there are going to be some uh, night shoots tonight. And you are essentially given the choice if you'd like to work until midnight or if you want to uh, work the dawn shift. I think I'm going to take the night shift. So you, you'll be the gopher uh, for, uh, for shooting. They, they expect it to go until midnight. Uh, it could be shorter or less than that, depending on how many I've partied later than that. True. You're not feeling super good, but you're, you're feeling way better than you did this morning, obviously. So the, they'll put you to work. Um, Sam, essentially the doctor pulls up in a, uh, a Chevy Corvair. Corvair sounds legit. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll nice. see that. Chevy Corvair. Wow, uh, there's is... no grill on this. How do you keep the engine cool? <laughs> It's very. It's a very nice automobile. It's very. Nice. Yeah, I know what a Corvair is. A Colbert. Col Colbert? No, Colbert's off the air, guys. <laughs> it's the nineteen fifty two Stephen Colbert. Somebody he picks you up. He's very gentlemanly. Opens the door for you. Comments that you look very lovely. Thank in you. Whatever you're wearing, I don't know what you're wearing, but uh, overalls with grease all over. Yep, that's kind of <laughs> what I expected. Playing a banjo. Ding 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 ding. And Chuck, you see as they pull away, you're peeking through the curtains. Pervert. And the word creeper was invented. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was already invented. I will need each of you to give me a spot hidden roll. Spotting it because it's hidden. Yeah. So Sam, you got a 52 out of 70, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, George, you got an 81 out of 45, which is terrible. And Matt, you got a 58 out of 45, which is also terrible. At least I'm not George. So Sam is the only one who uh, actually got, got spot. So so here's what happens. Here's what happened. Uh, uh, Chuck, you, you get a sandwich that's uh, mediocre at best and, uh, and, and maybe a beer at the, at the lounge to wash it down, wash the bad taste out of your mouth. You take the glass back to your room. And uh, they do have a black and white TV there uh, that you can watch. There's not a whole lot. Um, it's, it's uh, what, the Colgate Hour or something like that. You kind of while away the night watching that until the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance or the, is that, is that what it is? Pledge of, it was no, the it National Anthem, Banner. yeah. National Anthem, thank you. Uh, comes on and then the, the uh, broadcast dies and you go to bed. Uh, Daniel, uh, you are indeed kept... Uh, very busy gophering the rest of the night. Go fetch this, go get that, put that there, this prop here. You are completely worn out by the end of the night, and uh, you're dragging ass uh, by 1 a.m. when they finally wrap it up. Uh, they kept you a little bit further than what you thought. So uh, so when you do drag your fat ass back to the barracks, <laughs> you are... My ass is very much in shape. You you, you slap to the, to the uh, uh, bed without even undressing and you are out like nothing it's maybe the best sleep you've ever had in your life because it's probably let's be honest it's probably the, the most you've ever had <laughs> yeah so. sam uh you have a very lovely evening the doctor mm-hmm. is very romantic uh or early or at least he's trying to be while well, being gentlemanly mm-hmm. as well um he does take you to the exact same italian restaurant that you had lunch at and the you mean there's not is... two? Well, there's an Italian and an Italian. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. The, the other one's a you know a, a subway joint. <laughs> it, it, it is a uh, you know an amazing uh, three course meal. He he orders the, the best Italian wine, and mm. uh, he starts it off with a little bit of champagne. He's clearly smitten with you, he, and he also really appreciates and likes the fact that you're from. Los Angeles, which is the big city compared to your mm-hmm. Belinda, um, he does get a little too tipsy and and starts 
complaining that he's a big fish in the little pond kind mm-hmm. of syndrome. The ego comes out. Yes, the ego does come out a little bit. And and he, uh, over the course of the meal, as he does get a little bit more sloppy uh, and orders a second bottle of wine, uh, he does sort of edge his seat over a little bit towards you and, mm-hmm. and you feel his hand uh, creep to your <laughs> knee. Uh, as he talks, he's not being... You know, wolfish about it or anything like that, mm-hmm. but he is—he is—he uh, <laughs> is definitely uh, making overtures and and opening that door. Hey, buddy, her so. eyes are up here. <laughs> He's not opening my door. Yeah, yeah. Front door, or back <laughs> door. So, so at the end of the evening, uh, it ends with a, a delicious tiramisu and uh, mm. some uh, uh, a couple mugs of espresso. And he intimates that he has a very nice uh, uh, Portugal port uh, back in his uh, his house. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, and he port in the storm, baby. So what would you like to do, Sam? I would love to thank him for a wonderful evening, but I do have a very early morning. But I am in town for another one to two nights. Possibly, if, if you're not busy. You see a little bit of uh, disappointment run across his face. And then, uh, but then he quickly sort of re- regains his composure. And when you mention that you'll be here for another night or two, uh, he immediately is like, "Well, please, please, uh, I, I, I have the next couple nights free. I have someone who can cover for me at the hospital. So if you, if you'd like to have another dinner, I'd be more than happy to um, take you. You take me to Brown Town." <laughs> <laughs> I thank him graciously, and I kiss him on the cheek, and I say, "I will, I will, uh, I'll let you know what the day holds tomorrow." But I look forward to it. He, he appears to be very pleased with that. You can see he sort of is sobering up slightly. You get into his car, and he drives you back to the Tumbleweed Motel. <laughs> and and he, again, he uh, he he uh, asks you to have a good night. And uh, and says, uh, well, may, may I call you at the hotel tomorrow night? No, but you can call her Sam because that's her name. I think I think that's acceptable. And uh, so he appears very pleased and uh, wishes you good night and then pulls away. Mm-hmm. And uh, you sort of stand there for a moment as the red lights fade from the uh, taillights. And you turn to go to your room. And just for a moment, you see a flicker of movement a couple buildings away. On a rooftop that looks like a very thin man. And then it's gone. And that's where we're going to end it. Oh, I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) That cliff has been hung. (laughs) We appreciate everybody listening and uh, and are watching. And uh, so that's it. Ending now. Good night. Good night. Au revoir. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2016. For more information and advertising opportunities, please send an email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. <laughs>